Hello and welcome back to BAM, episode 19. Uh, I'm your host, Stu. No, 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 19. 19. 19. One for the dads there. There you go. I'm a dad. You're a dad. I'm a dad. I can make dad jokes now. Oh, no. <laughs> and as you probably gathered, Neil's back, finally. Hey, or so they say, hey, shh, shh, we're recording this in the house and there's there's a baby asleep, so shh, shh. If she wakes up, she can do her first podcast. That's true. Start them young. Yeah. Start them young. Welcome to episode 19. So you're here in I'm my here. house. Yeah. And then also on the line is Carly. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Never get old. I do love Hi. it though. I actually look forward to this point in the show now. For that one joke. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Carly is once again in America. Well, she was in America last time when I wasn't here. I listened to those shows. Oh, they were good. You did. You like them? Yeah, yeah. yeah we we yeah. were a bit nervous, weren't we, Carly? Yeah, it felt weird. <laughs> it's scary. But we, we did to, it. We did it, and we had to rope in someone else last time around. We had, we had Mark. I heard. I heard. Um, he was bloody good. He was good. He was bloody good. good. So tell I me. find it hard though. I find Mark difficult because I never know. He's so sarcastic. Mm. He like takes. He elevates it to another level, and I have to kind of text you and say, "Is Mark being serious or not?" Because I never really know. <laughs> Man's an enigma. He is. <laughs> He, he's convinced he's not coming back, but I think we're we'll get we'll get him back. We'll get him I back. think he's saying that because he wants to be back. Yeah, yeah it's reverse psychology. Yeah, yeah but you want reverse psychology in us. You want an appearance fee, exactly. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's talk about comics and stuff. Go on then. So Neil, in the time you've had off, yeah, you've obviously had a bit of a break, haven't you? You know, yeah. easy life. Three months yeah. since my last appearance on. So bed. how many? Com- you must have read loads of comics in those three months, right? Listen. <laughs> Um, I'm going to be brutally honest with you listeners um, my to read pile is substantial um, I've, I've skimmed a few comics um, but my life now is is changing nappies and cleaning and so normally I get about half an hour of downtime to which I can choose to either clean the house or read some comics I've bagged and boarded some comics it's something, isn't it? Yeah. You've caressed them. I've caressed some comics. The, the, the flicker of hope still remains. I have not read a whole lot of comics, um, but I have a considerable to-read pile, and as the days get easier, uh, I will I will catch up, I promise you. But I've missed out on so much. There's a lot going on. I've, I've been supplying you with stuff, haven't I? You have, you have, but like I've missed out on uh, Moon Knight. I don't know how Moon Knight ended. Oh. I don't know how Black Hammer ended. Gonna have to wait till they're all collected now. Yeah. Yeah. Or what, go, what did or I get you recently? To... I got you the roller derby one, um, Slam. Yeah. Yeah. How is that? It's very good. Um, I think in the new year we're gonna get a special guest on, um, a roller derby girl friend of ours that we know from the London Rock and Rollers. Ooh. She doesn't know it yet. She doesn't know it. Yeah, but we're gonna get her on to talk about Slam. We're gonna get her to read the first couple of issues once the second issue's out. Yeah. and get her take on it. I mean, I thought it was really good, and through my limited knowledge of roller derby, it came across as very authentic. But that's for another show. What we will talk about this time around yeah. is a series that Carly and I have been reading called Kill or Be Killed Ooh. by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Ooh. And then we'll talk about something you have been doing or tinkered with, comic-related, which is Batman Arkham VR on oh, the PlayStation 4. Oh, I have a shot of that. So we'll get you, get you a little feel of that. Uh, Ooh. And then we're going to do the first part of our top ten rundown of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. The official, the official top ten. Top once, ten. Once these opinions are set on this podcast, they will be in 
dawn. Exactly. No, exactly. no takesies, backsies. So we did a very complicated procedure on this. There was like opinion <laughs> polls, um, exit polls, in polls, Polish it, polls. It should never ever take seriously. Exactly. I like that you, you, you can, you were slaves to your own job. I love that you sent me to Google Doc. <laughs> like, if you want to know what our nine to fives are like, it's it's just Google Docs, Google Docs, in prison yeah. and Google Docs. Do you love a Google Doc? Yeah. We come to that. Oh. It was very organised this time, but I did realise I didn't have access to edit it this morning, and I was like, ah, no, this really important list. I can't eat. I can't do it. I think it's but, good that, that nearly twenty episodes in, we're finally getting organised. <laughs> it it's so organised. It's so organised. So, what should we talk about first? Oh, 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 oh! I, I have comic news. Go on. Um. Because although I'm normally changing nappies and covered in poo, two not necessarily related, um, I do occasionally keep up with the comic Twitters and I've seen a very exciting thing. Ooh. And that is... Oh, I think you do. I think you do. And that, glad. Yeah. Oh, yeah I feel like I've missed out on something. What's yeah. going on? What's going on? Officially, Rat Girls is coming back. Rat oh. Queen, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a whole thing that we don't really talk about that uh, Curtis Weeb was in need of a new artist. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the end of last year, he was uh, quite deflated at the end of last year. That's how long it feels. Mm. Yeah. When I was last on the show, um, <laughs> he was uh, rather deflated and was putting it on hiatus. But what he's done in the, the time it's taken me to bring a human into this world <laughs> is uh, find a new artist. So that means that, uh, yeah, when I finally do have my comic reading time back, Rat Queens will be there to greet me. Oh, so when's that then? When's that next year? Um, previews is, well... Some previews of the art, but yeah, it won't land here until next year. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's looking bloody good. Can I add something else to our little agenda? I was going to say, is that, was that the comic news you were excited about? No. No, I didn't think it was, was it? <laughs> no. What, no. What was it? I was like, oh no. I think I know That's what you're right. going to say. Go on. Yeah, right. Go on. We have a little chit chat about the new Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. trailer. That's what I thought you were going to say. No, yeah, it's it a shame. We're not doing a podcast about Marvel movies today, are we? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw that. I saw that at midnight last night, and it looks mm. fantastic. So does look good, doesn't it? I mean, I was... Yeah. Um, I, I thought we had a teaser, but it was a teaser of a teaser, wasn't it? Teaser of a teaser, mate. I get confused. Um, that looked good. I mean, I, the whole baby Groot thing I knew about, but actually... Baby Groot. Yeah, it looks, actually looks... That could be funnier than... I thought it was a day. Yeah. I hope so, though, because we've been tricked and fooled before with Marvel trailers, where they make something look really, really good, and it turns out to be crap. But have we had that with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or are you thinking of stuff like did you not the see, X-Men movies? Did you not see Captain America Civil War and Age of Ultron? Oh, We'll come to that in a bit. You bastard. Um, also, I can't believe you just said Civil War, though. I'm looking, I'm actually doing yeah. a little look at the, at the list now <laughs> to compare everyone's. Maybe it was. A... You and I are pretty much identical. And you've thrown in some real clangers in there, Neil. Well, it is. Neil's, Neil's back and he's just been a dick. It's, it's Christmas. He's just being controversial. Yeah. It's the festive season and I'm being a pantomime villain. <laughs> think, of me, yeah. think of me as comics widow twanky. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we're going to have another episode before Christmas, which will be our Christmas-themed yes. special. Um, I've been rummaging in the vault, Ooh. and I've pulled, I've pulled out a couple of crackers. 
I have to write down some more puns for the Christmas one. Um, so we've got, I've actually unearthed um, one of the earliest DC Christmas specials and also an old Marvel one, which we will, I will foist your way if you get the off chance in between nappy changes, have a quick look. Yes. Um, and also we're going to pick up a couple of the newer Christmas specials. So Carly will be able to do that in Miami and we shall talk about Christmassy, comic-y stuff. Ooh, also, also, that broke last night. Uh, almost at the same time as this Guardians trailer came out, is uh, a little-known project came out that, that I had some, well, I had some eyes on. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. It's yes. Been, uh, it's been yeah. confirmed. Um, I had to sit on that one for a little while, because in a past life... I you knew, were involved. I, well, I wouldn't say I was too involved, but I certainly knew the release dates and things like that. Well, hang on, because that's segue, because I was going to talk about that as well. All off, right. off the back of... Your ex- was that the dog in the background? God, I hope so. Or was that you belching, Carly? That was not me belching. Just so that you know that it was the dog. Okay, I'm actually doing like parentheses here. <laughs> the dog, right? The dog. The dog. <laughs> the dog. <laughs> so anyway, um, Batman Arkham VR. Right. So we have all played the Batman Arkham series games. I think you've only played Arkham Knight, haven't you, Carly? Oh, God, don't get me started on that, yeah. Okay, we'll come back on that one then. Good start. Neil's played them all? I have played them all. I haven't finished Origins, unfortunately. That's the one everyone kind of just forgets about, which I think had one of the better stories. I do think you're probably right. I'll just... Well, I think they're coming to, like, next gen, aren't they? So I'm sure I'll catch up. Well, it's kind of... They've they've overlooked that one. They brought back... Really? Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Arkham City in a package, which I think it's called Return to Arkham. Right. Um, but everyone kind of, well, I say everyone, Warner seems to have just kind of brushed Origins under the carpet, which I think is a bit disingenuous. It is, given the uh, the promo item we have sitting over our shoulders where we were both sent oh, some yeah. huge, larger-than-life-sized batarang that played you a trailer over. Yeah, nice little TV screen insert in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> put it on eBay. No, don't do that. Don't be one of those people. Mm. Anyway, so, um, PlayStation 4 VR launched a couple of months ago, and one of the flagship titles was Batman Arkham VR, which was a downloadable title, about 15 quid, $15. I was already going to buy it just because of the fact I heard you can can be Batman, so I was sold on that. Um, Your life's all dream. Well, sort of dream. Yeah, exactly. And it was the first thing I booted up when I got my, my VR kit, and... Uh, so it opens when you first play it for the first time. You're actually on the roof of the Gotham City Police Department, on like the heli, uh, opposite the helipad. You can look over the balcony, and I remember just being yeah, I remember just being mm. absolutely blown away and um, had a full-on blown Tourette's <laughs> session. Um, and it was quite amusing because I got Neil to come around with his lovely wife and wee bear, <laughs> and got you to put the headset on and filmed you uh, experiencing it. Yes, indeed. So, what? Let's hand over to you. What do you? What are your memories of this? Um, it was. It was. I, I, I've tried a little VR for work before, so I wasn't super excited to try it. But I think the vertigo really slams you into to just how effective this mm. can be. I mean, graphically, it looks like the Arkham universe. It is literally the same games and textures that you've seen yeah, all yeah. before. It's just. When you're seeing it in the first person, that close up, it's incredible. Really is incredible. 
Um, just <laughs> wasn't even into the whole being Batman thing. It was just like, oh, wow, this is the first time I've seen a yeah, yeah. fully realized 3D world that I can not necessarily move about and you don't move so much as predict point to point where yeah. you stand but even so just being able to look around was it's incredible it's an amazing experience mm. it does look good mm. you're a bit wary of um, vr though aren't you carly yeah well, no, it's a bit controversial to say that, isn't it, really? Not really. No, no, not at all. I mean, I, I, I think it could be quite antisocial, which puts me off. Yeah, the same for me as well. It just feels... I mean, I know... I get it. I understand it. but And it sounds sort of a bit futile to say that it's an insular... It's like an insular thing to do, which is obviously a bit the appeal of it, that you can immerse yourself into that universe, whatever it is, and and you're really in it. But it's just a bit... Okay, how long can you do that for? It makes me feel sick, honestly. I get <laughs> yeah. really bad motion sickness from it. <laughs> That's the um, box quote they were after. Yeah. <laughs> I've been all right with it. The only, I had a recent experience, which I felt a bit queasy, and that was with um, the new Tomb Raider. They added on, like, um, Croft Manor oh, level, yeah. and there's a VR bit of that, and you can free move. So you basically you just push the sticks and move okay. around like you would do in any traditional game. Yeah. So with Batman Arkham VR... You basically to move around an environment, you kind of look at it in an area and you press a button, it kind of jumps you there, mm. te- teleports you there. Which right. the, re- the reasoning behind that was it kind of stops you feeling a bit sick. Um, yeah. And after playing Croft Manor, I totally get it. I felt a bit, bit queasy um, because I know it must, it's a whole brain disconnect thing because you know you're you look like you're moving around. You know you're not. You know you're physically you're physically, <laughs> yeah. you're physically sat on a sofa, but your brain's probably getting like bit mixed messages. Mixed messages. Yeah. Um, so I think Batman Arkham VR, I don't think you'd feel queasy with that. Um, well, what do you think? You were alright with it? I, I was alright with it. I think I had 15, 15 minutes on it. Mm. Um, how long is it though? Um, how long is like, the whole gameplay? It's, it's nasty. That's, that's probably my big criticism. It's not that long. It's it's very much um, a tech demo um, right. sample. Um, I'd still highly re- recommend it. You know, it's For that like, price point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the idea is the actual story as it is, is you could probably do in about two and a half hours. Um, I certainly felt that with me, and I was kind of just taking everything in and taking my time. And the idea is you can go back and play the chapters and sections again to find, like, Riddler secrets, which is something that if anyone's played the Arkham games knows, that's a kind of staple. Um, I need to go back and sort of get the last few Riddler challenges, and I don't know, I will go back. Um, but, yeah, I kind of want more, and I was kind of hoping that, you know, if they can provide some more downloadable content, you know, more... Um, crimes to solve to kind of add on that would be awesome mm. but I can't see that happening I think it's, it is what it is I think yeah. I think they'll probably wait and see what the reaction is and then perhaps do a full blown fuller game but um, yeah for me it's definitely my highlight of my VR experiences um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. are you playing the Telltale one at all I played the first chapter yeah because that's to... again Trapped in dad jail, it's sitting on the PlayStation yeah. ready to go, but I've not. Have you played it? You no, it's ready to go. Oh, okay. but I haven't. I haven't been able to play it. I'm very disappointed. Oh really? Yeah, it's oh. it's um, it's, I haven't played a Telltale game since the first Walking Dead one, which is what four years ago. God, is it? Yeah, it's oh, got Yeah. So um, I kind of felt that they hadn't really moved on. I know there's been loads of different spin-offs since then, like Game of Thrones, more Walking mm-hmm. Dead. Um, another comic one, uh, Wolf Among Us, yeah. which I hear is yeah, yeah, one of the best yeah, ones. Yeah. yeah, 
Um, so no, I was very disappointed. Um, technically, it's a bit of a mess. There was loads of like frame rate jitters, which for a game like that, I was really surprised. Oh dear. A lot of it's very talking, so why it was all... Mm. So yeah, I've done the first chapter. I am going to go back, but not really feeling it. Hmm. Hmm. What are your favourite video game memories then of superhero type stuff or comic books? Is there any game that you sort of remember? I think the only one I remember is the the Batman 1989 one on Atari ST. Um, I still still always go back to that one. In terms of like comic books that have been made into like a good game though. You're going to say Scott Pilgrim, aren't you? I own it. Just to annoy me. I own it. I own it. I don't think I've ever been past the third level. It's just always sat there of, I must own it, but I've never really taken the chance to to play it. What about you, Mox? Have you played many sort of comic book related games when you're a wee nipper? Yeah, I was thinking about it the other day and um, not in sort of like late teenage and adulthood because they don't really appeal to me and um, I gave um, Arkham Knight a go and I absolutely hated it. I hated it. It reminded me as to why I don't really like those types of games. But um, like my uh, probably like my earliest comic book game that I played um, would have been Asterix on the Master System in oh, like the early to mid nineties. It's called European, on us. Yeah, but that's it. I mean, through my my past life I had to work on um or I had to review like a lot of the the Marvel superhero stuff that came yeah. out um on the THQ brand um so that was quite fun but they were, were kid based games and obviously I've touched on a lot of the the Disney Infinity stuff which yeah. is sadly now defunct I think probably the there are there have been some good comic book games I mean the Wolverine game that came out on 360 PS3 that was good. I'm sure we spoke about it before, we? but that yeah, was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably still my favourite, that you can get it on next gen, but it's, it's not been discounted. It's very expensive, is uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. Yep. Um, which pretty much just riffs off the original Civil War. Uh, that was a great game. That's kind of top down, wasn't it? Yeah. And you could swap out, you could be different characters. It, yeah. it was kind of, obviously, you get that with the Lego Marvel now, don't you? Which was well, good. Lego it. Marvel was good. Enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm to other one. There was a really good Batman animated series game on the Mega Drive that I thought was really, really cool. Oh, never um, That was good. Um, and then there was the, the Spider-Man games on the, the first PlayStation by Neversoft. Yes. Which were kind of GTA-alike, where you could like web-swing. And that's, I'm actually really looking forward to the new Spider-Man game on PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I can eat your dog again. Was he, was he charming? Did he like that one? Was that, was that one like, of, ah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Stanley. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Spider-Man Friend or Foe was pretty much like that as well. Didn't play that one. That was the first time I ever encountered Moon Knight. Oh, right. Just threw Moon Knight in there and you're like, oh, oh, who's this guy? So the Spider-Man games kind of like pitted out, didn't they? Didn't they do one where it was loads of different types of Spider-Men? They were done to death. Done to death, Done to absolute death. Um, Pretty much like everything else in the 360 generation. If if it started churning out money, they got... One every year. One every year. My God, they really did do loads. Yeah. So I'm just I'm looking now at how many they actually did. There's loads. Yep. 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 Yeah. So yeah, you mentioned earlier the Marvel versus Capcom. Yes. So mm. I'm terrible at Street Fighter. Like I, I think I played it <laughs> probably 20, 30 years ago originally, and I was really bad at it, and I've never really kind of gone back. Mm. Um, but the Marvel versus Capcom stuff, I've always liked the look of, just because it's 
appeals to my nerdy Marvel there's, nature. There's certainly a lot of fan yeah. service in it. I mean, in terms of playing it, you can either go at it button bashing. To see it played competitively, you have no idea what's yeah. going on. It's so fast and so colourful. Well, I've seen Street Fighter like that. It's just crazy. True, true. But Marvel's that turned up to 11. Really? Yes, very much so. So for someone who's scared of Street Fighter, is Marvel vs. Capcom <laughs> worth me checking out? Because they've... Which... Is it the fourth one they've announced? But it's called Infinite, right? Yeah, that's right, that's right. And the third one's just come onto to PSN. I think I've got it upstairs if you're so inclined. Well, I was actually going to get a download it, but if, I might just borrow yours. <laughs> yeah, you Is it, am I going to be totally intimidated then, someone who's... You'll be overwhelmed. It'll right. be sensory... Yeah. Sensory overwhelmness, which isn't a word. I like it, then. Yeah, yeah. We'll make it a word. Because we've played sort of... Beat, uh, uh, I'm about to say Marvel beat em ups, but I made the DC beat em up, the Injustice oh, game, which so I really, good. really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. So, someone who likes that, you will get on. Injustice is easier to get on with. Okay. And I think they will almost equal out in terms of fan service. Okay. I mean, what really excites me is um, another community manager that I used to work with called uh, Brett Elston was over in uh, Capcom America. Right. So he does a, a very. Well, well-known podcast over there called Laser Time. Right. Um, uh, but before he left Capcom, he was working with Marvel on behalf of Capcom to like get some of the lay down some of the mm. characters that are in there. And I don't think I've ever met present company included. I've never met someone with such an encyclopedic knowledge of Marvel characters. Like his desk was literally. There was no desk. It was just action figures. He sounds like a brother from another mother. Sounds like Stuart's dream. So yeah, there's a few. There's a few spoilers in that trailer already. There's very. There's a very niche uh, reference at the end, which I won't say out loud because I don't know how much I'm supposed to be revealing. Well, it's Thanos, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but it's the type of. Uh, is it the type of Thanos? Is it Thanos? Oh, oh you go I need to go watch, watch it. it. Watch yeah. Again. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was kind of cool that they've... So the, the lead Marvel hero was Iron Man, but also Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, which I thought was quite telling, since yeah. they're grooming her to be mm. one of the next big sort of marquee movies. And also she was the kind of co-star in the current Civil War II series, which is still going on. Still going. Almost finished. Oh, so that, that remains a constant. Okay. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. Least, at least one, we've got one issue to go, and it's not good. It's, it's well, <laughs> well overstretched. But anyway, so yeah, it's kind of, for me, it seems that Marvel was definitely pushing uh, Captain Marvel as, you know, this is one of our core characters now, mm. which is cool, since we'll segue off very briefly, but they seem to have cut back on X-Men and Fantastic Four since they don't own the yeah. rights. Yeah. Or they've, they've got rid of the rights to uh, Fox. Hmm. Um, them pushing other characters now. I'm, I'm very confident we're going to see some excellent Marvel characters in this game. Yeah, and yeah. it's out next year, isn't it? Not long to wait. Not long to wait, no. No, not at all. All right, well, I better get practicing then. Yeah, you better. All right, so next segment. This, on the eve of the extended cut of Suicide Squad, <sighs> perhaps the greatest movie ever told. <laughs> You're dragging us back into this bloody Marvel universe again. We are. We are. We could do that now. We can go and talk about a comic if you want. Well, I've done the amazing segue now. So okay, we're going we'll to go into, go into Marvel. All right, okay. Well, so. We mentioned it earlier. Yeah, you've been making a list. You've been a busy boy. I've been checking it twice. Oh, no, it's not a Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah, so. too soon, too soon. 
So I've just been making a list. You guys have been helping me compile a list. We've been working out. There are 14 movies so far from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Of which I've seen 12. Right. What have you missed? Have you missed I've missed Strange? The Incredible Hulk and I've missed Doctor Strange. Oh. No, I just never got round to it. Well, that explains I why it was. Got to Thor, to be honest. I don't know why I'm judging you. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. Which Thor have you not seen then? All of them. Ah, uh, explains their, their absence from your list then. Mm. Yeah. Shock, yeah. Shock spoilers. But anyway, so we're going to split this into two. We're going to milk this for all it's worth. All right. <laughs> so we're going to do a rundown from ten down to six. Okay, help me. Of the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> top ten movies. That was quite well in sync. That's quite good. That's not bad considering she's five thousand miles away. That, yeah. was, that was well done. <laughs> what you can't hear. Basically, in the Bahamas. Yeah, that's good. Well, what you can't hear now is I'm actually. Uh, subliminally putting down another classic Top of the Pops rundown track in the background which when you play this back you'll hear it and you'll go oh, oh, oh we've totally done the wrong tune yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so yeah alright you're yes, in for this yes. you can see, you're looking at my shoulder you can see this already so. yeah but my, my eyesight's whittled on okay. the page I can see what the first one is other than that okay are we going to do really bad radio presenter present, uh, impersonation we'll never maintain it we'll maintain it yeah so number 10 right Already, I think it's going to start off on a, a controversial footing. <laughs> <laughs> the Incredible Hulk from 2008. Never seen it. What? <laughs> why, do you, why do you not see it now? Um, didn't appeal or just didn't? But much? Let's see. The year the year of our Lord, 2008. So this I... came out like two months after the first movie, Iron Man. The first movie in this franchise. I was at... I was just finishing university, right? Um, so I wouldn't have had a lot of money. Yeah, I will have been breaking up with my girlfriend. <laughs> really, I should have retreated to the cinema. Um, no, I would have been skint. I would have had to have been working the whole time. Um, I'd just come out of uni, so it'd have been super cool. So mm. I'd have probably been like, Ugh, comic books. Ugh. <laughs> 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 You go and watch a comic book movie, not me. I think you had like a cigarette holder as well. Oh, I wish it. I did. Yeah. I wish I did. Uh, no, I've never seen it, and uh, I was a big Edward Norton fan mm. at the turn of the century. So I don't know. Is it Liv Tyler in this one as well? Yeah. Okay. Not, not the strongest part of the movie, to be okay. fair. But they brought. This is canon in the Marvel universe, isn't it? Because they brought back General Ross. Yeah, it's canon. It's. I didn't realise how complicated the kind of history was that apparently it's, it was a universal movie. Again, it's kind of like this whole situation they got with the X-Men movies where they've kind of, it's a Marvel mm. movie, but it's licensed elsewhere. But this was kind of a half universal production, but it's part of the Marvel cinematic universe. So the reason why it's hooked up is because at the, the, the end credit sequence, um, you have Downey Jr. turn up. Do you yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. To link it to go. And he starts talking about the Avengers initiative. Um, so that's the, Kind of connective tissue on that one. I had no idea that that was yeah, a thing. Yeah, because obviously at the end of Iron Man, you had Sam Jackson rock up at the end credits. Yeah, and that started off this ah, kind of connection. I remember why I didn't see it now, because I sat through the Eric Banner being Bruce Banner, which is fair comment because that was shite. Yeah. Um, oh what no? It was. I mean, I, I I'm a massive Hulk fan. If I haven't said that before, it's, it's probably one of my all-time favourite Marvel heroes. So I was really excited about Hulk as it was back in two thousand 
Two or three, I think it was. Yeah. Um, Eric Banner, I liked. Um, had Jennifer Lawrence in it. Oof. Yeah. You know, <laughs> had a lot going Jen- for it. Jennifer Connolly. That one. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Connolly. Sorry. Jennifer's are a bit of blind spot. They are a bit of blind spot. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, it had a lot. I thought it had a lot going for it. And Nick Nolte was was his father. Yes. And like, but I think where it all kind of fell down for me is Ang Lee was directing it. I think right. he wrote it, but it ended up being really ponderous and lots of shots. I remember in like a twenty four style where it's kind of intercut of them studying microbes and setting up lab equipment and tapping away on keyboards and yeah. you know, it was just for me it was the worst kind of take on it. It was it, really slow. Isn't that the film where he's made to fight mutant poodles? Yeah, Nick Nolte sends yes. mutant poodles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. mutant so, chihuahua. Yeah, there you go. So that's why he tapped out. But I fear we're, we're pondering more on this than we are. We are. We on. are. Yeah. So anyway, this is probably I thought was a more authentic take on the character. Um, it doesn't kick off of an origin. It kind of kicks off of him on the run. Hmm. Um, he's been the Hulk for a, an indeterminate amount of time. Um, I thought Ed Norton was a really good Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't such a wet lettuce. He had that kind of dark edge to him. Yeah. You know, other factors in it. You mentioned Jenna Ross earlier. Um, yeah. I thought William Hurt as Jenna Ross was really good. Uh, I thought the fights were great. You know, had that kind of Hulk energy, kind of big, bombastic slam dunks. You also had, I haven't seen it, you, 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 you had um, Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Yeah. And we mentioned the, the 2003 Hulk. The one thing I didn't like about that, it didn't actually have any kind of Hulk villains in it, apart yeah. from the giant poodles. They actually brought in the Abomination, which is one of the kind of big Hulk villains, um, which I thought was cool. And the way they did that was cool. And the other connection to the Marvel Cinematic Universe is he becomes the Abomination by being injected with a modification of the super soldier serum that mm. made Captain America. Mm. Is that what that was? See, I, I watched it so long ago. Yeah, I, I mean... Even, I, I did, wouldn't even have connected that. I mean, it's on TV over here quite a lot in the UK, and so I, um, I kind of see bits of it when it's on, and there's uh, there's a scene where um, Ross goes into like a, a freezer, like a lab freezer, there's a massive metal container. I think it's got... I can't remember what's written on it, but it's kind of got super soldier stuff, and it's kind of like a, a big glaring Easter egg um, that it's to do with that. So they've been trying to, and it's. It, I think in other movies they kind of mention they've been trying to replicate the process that made Captain America, and I think this is one of gamma rays, mate. Gamma rays, gamma rays. So yeah, I mean, uh, and it ends with a massive slam dunk fight in Harlem, right? With him in Abomination, they they trash Harlem. Which I mentioned in another cast about how Luke yeah, Cage. Was getting, yeah, yeah, well, Luke Cage, they just don't mention the fact that, you know, the Hulk and the Abomination literally destroyed Harlem. It is, it is the, the problem child, I think, of Marvel's mm. cinematic universe. It, it's canon, but they, they don't acknowledge yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's that, so that's made it into our top 10 by a squeeze by me and Carly put rating it quite highly highly yeah, it was but up you're, against it yeah but you, I mean, it's one of my it's actually one of my favourite Marvel movies I will make I will endeavour to watch it or what's yeah. probably more than likely is I'll end up watching the uh, the cartoon oh. where I had the great the great uh, animated sequence where he's fighting like aliens and picking up tanks and throwing them was that from the 60s that must have been made 
70s or 60s. There's a couple. They've done... Like, yeah, they have, yeah. There's a, there's a current one as well. I think it's called like Agent of Smash or something. Yeah, because yeah, they've got Planet Hulk right <laughs> yeah. into it as well. There's a team of Hulks. Right. There's like Teen Hulk that's like... Mwah. Okay. Uh, I don't really like to smash stuff, but it's so, so passe. <laughs> I'm going to my room. I think that's what you said. I was watching it in French. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But enough about me. That's not it. So the only thing I'd say, one more thing about the Hulk is yeah. it's disappointing that Ed Norton bowed out of being in the Avengers because I, I was kind of curious to see what his, how he would have been with the other actors. But then saying that, um, we've done all right. Mark Ruffalo is really good. Ruffalo is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yep. Do you think Norton's kicking himself? No. I don't know. I know there was some kind of. He's got a, a track record of like falling out with directors, and I think the problem with The Incredible Hulk, there was some complications and yeah. spats, and I think that's probably soured it. I think for him, if you're working, <laughs> you're working in a big franchise machine. I guess it has issues. It's the same way that with Ant Man, old, your favourite. I'm not a big fan of Walt, didn't he? Yeah. What's his name again? Edgar Wright. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Number, number nine. Number nine. Another con- controversial choice. <laughs> I can't believe there's only 14 films and it's already that controversial. Yeah. Tell <laughs> tell the listeners what the BAM number nine Marvel film is. Oh, disagree with You this. can't bring yourself to say it. Do you want right. me to say it? Go on. Right. The number nine film in the official BAM Marvel rundown is... 2013's Thor The Dark World this is your fault that's a fucking great film it's it's well wait is it in your top 10 or did me and Carly put it in there I would if if I was doing a top 14 of all of them I think it would kind of squeak in at probably number 11 or 12 it's not terrible but it's it's not great it's it's not as digestible as Thor is I'll give you that but when it comes to like, a th- I think it really establishes Thor and his universe yep. a lot better than uh, the first one did. I'll give you that. Um, and it's held up by just powerful performances, hmm? uh, mainly by Loki and Odin. Yeah. Um, just wow! Absolutely you say Odin, he was just chewing scenery, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what he does. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. He chews the scenery. He's not building robots. Uh, he's chewing scenery but isn't most of the dark world isn't he in a coma for most of that yeah but even then right, okay. even then what was that the first one I get confused I get blur, I, they blur for me what the, the, old, the old Odin sleep yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes into it that's the first Thor isn't it he does that yeah anyway sorry uh, but uh, it's just I love that like it just brought all of all of Thor's universe together great villain as well see I, that's for me where it fell down I think Eccleston was utterly wasted he was so such a good actor mm. um Melchior as a character is one of my favorites um from the Walt Simonson run of Thor yeah and for me this was kind of just not a patch on that mm. they kind of it was just again a token villain again with Marvel do they have like really good actors and it's just like I'm gonna kill everyone and that's it that's pretty much their motivation so right, I, just felt, I just felt I just felt it was wasted. I will say that Thor Dark World did have probably one of my all time favourite gags in any Marvel movie, <laughs> which is when he's on the underground and, he, and he's asking how to get to Greenwich. And I thought that was that was funny. That was good and wrong. So wrong. I don't. I can't understand. Did they get it wrong? Did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. It's completely the wrong direction and time. Brilliant for it to work out. And I don't understand why they didn't make it more 
Like how how long would that have taken just yeah. to just to correct Get your that? Facts right. Maybe it's just literally to annoy Londoners. But I thought I thought the Dark Elves were a great inclusion, and they just made a credible threat to the Asgardians, who are all yeah. near enough gods, and these people come in here and really. No, it was, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't put it in my top ten, but it, it it was for me. It had it was a film with two hours, wasn't it? Like the <laughs> it the Hiddleston was. stuff was great, and the, the yeah. humor was good. Yeah, uh, I just felt they wasted. Oh, Hiddleston absolutely owns this movie. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely owns this movie. I think this is... Do you think this is why Portman decided just to, to drop out? Just... I, I mean, I think she was contracted to do three right. movies. And it just... It does... I mean, we don't know what she's thinking. It does seem to be that... She's not given a lot to do. She And also, she just doesn't seem to want to be involved. Like, she wasn't in the first Avengers movie. Mm. Um, obviously, not an Ultron. It just seems that she's kind of, like, above that. Not interested. Yeah. Mm. I think, yeah, I mean, like I say, I just think Thor is a lot more digestible, but yeah. if I want to be taken on a, a comic book adventure, I would, I'd rather go to Thor Dark World. Okay. Which is why I voted for I feel for like it. I should watch them now. You should. You should. I've never really fancied it. Dark World. Um, Mate, it's my number yeah. four. It got in there. Get involved. Yeah. You're obviously excited about Ragnarok, then? Um, yes. I am. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I can get excited about right. Marvel movies anymore, with the exception of Guardians Two. I thought you were gonna troll me and say <laughs> bloody X Men Apocalypse again. Um no, but I think you know, like Tony Stark's had his run. Uh that's good. I would like to go and see Thor because I mean he's been so absent from like the the Civil War and stuff like that. Um yeah. I would like to see what Thor's been getting up to. I need a bit of closure there, even if even if Ragnarok sort of bows him out of the the series. Mm. Uh, I I need that closure. I need that closure. I need it. Well, yeah, because of course Thor: Dark World does end on a kind of Loki-related cliffhanger. Yes, it does. You know, Hiddleston's excited. Yeah, and just basically any on-screen uh, Hopkins is great. Mm. But you're not king, <laughs> not yet. Oh God, this is lost on you, Carly, isn't it? You haven't seen any of it. No, just keeping quiet over it. Really. Just taking it all in. <laughs> You're unworthy, Carly. <laughs> You're unworthy of this title. You're unworthy of this world. Oh, so good. You need to watch it. Watch yeah, it just for Hopkins. Watch it just for Hopkins. I'm pretty sure both are on Netflix, so you can you can we can finish the podcast and you can just hop on, give it a listen, give them a watch. Yeah, when the sun goes down. Yeah. Does it ever go down over there? Yeah. Really, that's when that's when the parties yeah. start, right? Yeah, yeah, the sun goes down in a very attractive way. Oh, yeah. Roll it in. Why don't you? It's so hot. All right. All right. All right. It's a perfect cue to move on to number eight. Is it? Why yes. is it a perfect cue? What's number eight? Well, it's a perfect cue because we don't hear about how great the weather is in Miami. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Avengers Age of Ultron from 2015. Oh, number eight. Avengers mm. Snore of Snortron. <laughs> so you had this... Right at the end of your top ten, didn't you? This was kind of yeah. It's only there by proxy because yeah. I haven't seen two of the films on there. Okay, we've all kind of skirted it around the sort of eights and nines and tens. Yeah, in fact, yeah, that's odd. Yeah, I put it there. Eight. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, uh, why is it quite low on your top ten, Carly? Was what Age of Ultron? What was your yeah, issue? Just, with? Um, well, the thing is, like, um, I probably wouldn't have even put it in my list had I have watched the Thor one of the Thors. <laughs> right. To be honest. So by default, it's made the top ten because you haven't seen any of the Thor movies. Well, actually, there's a there's a couple that that are that way, I, and I'll get to that. But um, okay. no, the uh, Age of Ultron. I actually over the 
over the weekend I watched um the first trailer again just to kind of remind myself of like what, what the happened was like and actually what it delivered and um and again like with a lot of Marvel films there's a lot of fights and there's a lot of <laughs> kind of like battles and there's a lot of it's just there's a structure really to it that they all seem to uphold to yeah, yeah. and um and this one just um I just felt really lost and I felt like a I couldn't remember why they were in one location and then darted to another location and lots of market stalls getting shot to shit. <laughs> and I, I just, I, I just, I got, I remember getting to a point in it, I, just, I was just watching it. Yeah. It was a bit bloated, wasn't it, I think? It was too much yeah. going on. It kind of kicks off with uh, sort of taking down the last dregs of Hydra. Yes. And Which ret- was awesome. It was yeah. a great set piece. Yeah. Retrieving Loki staff. Yeah, had everything yeah. going for yeah. it. And I mean, there's nothing particularly wrong with with Ultron either. He's a great villain. It's just, I think the bloat, like you see, the bloat. This is the first film for me where I realised I was getting tired of the Marvel formula. Yeah. Which is yeah. why the other films that followed it are are more important and I revere them mm. more. Like Ant Man, especially, just got us away from that formula. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that. But just, it was just. Mm, Tired. Some great moments. Some great moments. Um, ah, got a little frog in my throat here. I'm so emotional thinking about it. Um, uh, Hawkeye moments. Yeah, they really played up the fact that he's just a guy with a bow and arrow. Yeah, which was was great. It it definitely felt like a Joss Whedon jam. Yes. It had that kind of good humour and I I say well realised characterisations, but they weren't really, were they? Because there wasn't a lot. Um, there was too much going on, there was too many characters, so it was kind of, he tried to do as best a job as he could, but I think it was just too bloated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Black Widow and and Hulk was a great little storyline. Which is going to be forgotten about, I guess, now, because there's it's not a lot you can do with that. I mean, I like the idea of that that relationship. That was surprising for me. It's not something I don't think ever, that's ever made it in the comics. No. Um, but again, it was kind of Spitnikov. And then forgotten about in the movie. It was, you know, it's not certainly not been picked up in no appearances by Black Widow since then. And it did, it did is the film that gifted us with the Vision, which is amazing. Yeah, actually, yeah, good point. He's good. He's great, but he is just a Deus Ex character now. I remember watching it first time around, and not. I think the last half an hour wasn't quite sure what happened. Like the whole <laughs> thing with the Vision, that you know, yeah. the, and also the Vision that Thor had. Mm. about what was coming up and it was all a bit like ah, oh, what's going on again and yeah and I remember watching it again second time around and thinking and, and understanding a bit more that last act because it was just too much too yeah. much yeah and the twins that the weird placement of the twins Quicksilver who had to be killed off spoilers yeah, yeah. <laughs> glad we've got Scarlet Witch but yeah. could have done with a bit more I mean, so much was made in that end credit sequence of like, oh, the twins, oh, their hydras enhanced. That's what they called them in the end, aren't they? They're not like yeah. to call them mutants. And that's off the back of Loki's stuff, isn't it? Apparently, that whatever that can do can create or mm. can kickstart anyone who's got potential becoming superhuman. But that's again, that was kind of something that's kind of just brushed under. Brushed under now. I mean, it was. <sighs> It was great in as much as it gave Tony Stark something to be angsty about. Yeah. But we've had three Iron Man movies, which I'm sure we'll, we'll come across elsewhere in this top ten. Uh. <laughs> Whereas uh, 
where he's had plenty of time to yeah. to be grumpy and and think about what he's done. And sarcastic. And sarcastic, but there's just not there's not a lot in Ultron that that makes me want to sit down and rewatch it. No. No, I wouldn't watch it again. Aside from the actual Ultron performance itself, which is great. James Spider was awesome in that. James Spider was brilliant, but he's gone. He gone. He gone. He gone. Vision took care of him. Well, yeah, I mean, there's only a finite amount you can do when you've only, you know, you've got a couple of movies a year. Yeah. Um, you know, anyone who remembers the comics, Ultron keeps coming back. You know, he, he never goes. He'll always keep coming back. <laughs> and so, but I think that's it. I think they're going to move on and it give was, you new characters, new it, villains. It was so strange going from Avengers, which was, I'm, I'm going to go as far as to say, almost a perfect quintessential comic book movie. Like, you were really looking forward to, like, the sequel. Like, how on earth can we top this? Yeah. I'm not sure that they did. They didn't. I don't think they did. It was too much. Um, so, yeah. There you go. You mentioned Iron Man. I have mentioned Iron Man. Is there an Iron Man next? Number seven. Right. And again, for me, it's like, what's this doing in our top ten? <laughs> Iron Man 3. Oh, well, at least it's not two. Oh, no, that would <laughs> be a joke. Uh, Iron Man 3, probably the greatest uh, star of any of the Marvel movies to date. Uh, by the heavy use of Eiffel 65's Blue. <laughs> Just when that came on in the cinema. I think I went and saw this with Sam. I okay. Be, I could be wrong. Uh, and when that kicked in, it was just we both turned to each other and were like, what? <laughs> what? Because it kicks off like the, the turn of the century, isn't it? So, yeah, he's yeah, having yeah. a party. Yeah. Um, this was a... I, I adored this film. This was brilliant. I think it was marketed masterfully because it like played up the whole Mandarin angle yeah. which turned out to be a huge red herring which I thought was brilliant that was cool that was cool it's a real story of um, angst <laughs> because Tony's pretty much abandoned by the rest of the Avengers he doesn't call on them for help yeah I mean, f- but beyond that I think what was a, I, I thought was a really good part of this hmm. um, and I'm still not sure it should be in the top 10 because it, it was a bit <laughs> of a regen the one thing I thought was really cool was the whole notion of um, PTSD that yeah. Tony had yeah. because he'd gone through a portal and, and basically been in space and another dimension. Yeah, and I was like quite surprised that they had a kind of real world consequences because you know if you you know don't about you but if I fell through a portal to another dimension, was holding an atomic bomb. Yeah, you yeah. might think, oh, a bit funny. Could it could do with some time off? Yeah, so that was cool. Um, but for me, the point <laughs> the point of it's kind of undone when Age of Ultron comes out, because the end of Iron Man 3, spoilers, yeah. is he's like, I don't need to be Iron Man anymore, that's it, I'm done. Yeah. You know, and one year later, or two years later rather, sorry, um, Age of Ultron kicks off and you've got Iron Man flying around happy yeah. as Larry. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Undoes, it, undoes itself. It does. It does, unfortunately. It's a standalone film, though, I really enjoy it. I think it's it's among among my favourite standalones to, to watch. But again, it does the same problem they have with a lot of movies where you've got the main villain is is just a caricature. Like Guy Pearce, another great actor. Um, Completely forgettable character. Though. Yeah, yeah. It was Killian, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I also, I'd recommend reading the Extremis storyline, which a lot of this was riffed off of. <laughs> yeah. The idea of making enhanced mm-hmm. um, humans with technology. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, apparently, I remember reading that Rebecca Hall was going to be the main villain. And apparently this was, that was vetoed by head honchos, hmm. um, which does come across as, from what I interpret that, as a bit sexist. Like they, just, they weren't convinced that the, a female could be a villain, yeah. which is a bit backwards. That you know, I think her character could have done a little bit more. Mm-hmm. 
And again, very forgettable. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow get, gets superpowers. Did, was that end? Did that end with her still having them? I can't remember. <laughs> it ended with her not appearing in any subsequent Marvel yeah, movies. Yeah, that was it. She was um, done. Which was was a shame because she was a great part of that series. Yeah. I don't think she's going to come back. No, I think that's pretty much done, dusted. Yeah, yeah. Any t- any opinions on Iron Man three, Carney? Anything stuck with you from that? Well, again, like um, I it was a bit difficult because I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen Doctor Strange yet, and I haven't seen any of the Thor films. So there's only like a certain amount of films that I can kind of jiggle around. So, so by default, it is it is in your top ten, yeah. Yeah, and so it is. I I put it down as as seven in my top 10, which when I was doing that, I was doing that in mind that I didn't actually think it was that good, yeah. really. Um, I just think that by the time Iron Man 3 came around, for me, I just felt a bit like I'd already seen it all. It's just the same old thing, though. Yeah. It's just, you know, oh, no, no. You're thinking of Iron Man 2, that's the one that was the same old thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because Mickey Rourke was in it and he had electric whips, so that was pretty cool. Okay, that's that was the only... Yeah, that was the individual. That may be the first time a captured on a captured on tape that anyone's admitted Iron Man Two was good. No, I'm not saying it was good. <laughs> but I'm just, just saying that was the only part of it that actually was a redeeming feature for me because I love Mickey Rourke. So Mickey Rourke topped us with electric whips. Iron, uh, yeah, electric whips. Ticks a lot of boxes. We are yeah, yeah. going like, deep, yeah. deep down the rabbit hole here. Yeah, um, but no, uh, Iron Man Three, like with most. There is an exception with uh, Captain America, but like with the Captain America films, the Iron Man films, the Hulk films, like all of them, they just eke it out, I feel, for too long. And the <laughs> Avengers as well, they just it just goes on for too long and you've already mm. seen it. Okay. That said, and we will come to it, with um, Captain America, there is an exception to the rule. But will we come to it, Carney? How do you know what's in the top ten? Oh, I'm just, I just got a feeling. Okay, well... <laughs> You're wrong for number six. Just... <laughs> the last one we'll be yeah. talking about today. Well, what's number six, dude? Well, Carly said about going down a rabbit hole. Right. What did you say about going? Did you say about going? probably me. You said about going down a rabbit yeah, hole? I did. Yeah, how about we go down like an ant hole oh, instead? Oh, oh, that actually hurt. Oh, that actually hurt. <laughs> ah, my toes are curling and I said it as well. <laughs> so, I feel like this sick feeling in my stomach. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry. So, yeah, Ant-Man. Um, which I think yeah. leads on quite well from... The bloated Avengers Age of Ultron. Yes. And Iron Man 3 being a redread. Perfect remedy. Perfect remedy. Give me a superhero heist movie yeah. to just wash yeah. wash the taste and blow it out of my mouth. It was a re- really kind of canny move, them having that out afterwards. Yeah. Not that they obviously thought that Age of Ultron was bloated. I think they were obviously very proud of what they did. I imagine their thoughts were, we've just had a massive, big blockbuster, balls mm. out, let's kind of go a bit more low-key. Hey, that, wasn't, hey. that wasn't a deliberate plan. That really wasn't oh deliberate. That wasn't deliberate, honest. Um, so yeah, I think Ant Man really worked on a small scale. That was deliberate. Oh. That was. Deliberate. Oh. oh my god, how is this happening? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, for a film like that to come out of what was clearly quite a troubled production, mm. um, it is. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> One for the edit there. Yeah. <coughs> um. It's a brilliant standalone film, um, mm. and I love it. And as much as like Guardians can be enjoyed as a standalone film, uh, it feels almost disconnected from the the rest of the universe. 
and it's just yeah. a great fun and it's I think it, for me it's the the funniest one as well. No, it was really good. I really really liked it. Um, I thought Paul Rob was a brilliant bit of casting. Yes. Um, and oh yeah, there was a really good cast all round. I thought Michael Douglas was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Evangeline Lilly, I thought almost yeah almost kind of wasn't really given enough to do not a lot to do but she was better than most of the kind of female casts we've yeah. had um and i've got high expectations of what they're going to do with ant-man and the wasp in yes. a couple of years time i think it's gonna be mm-hmm. so yeah and also i liked about her she wasn't a damsel in distress i think ant-man will forever secure its place in this top 10 for the uh the fight on the the child room and the Thomas the Tank Engine train. Yeah. So probably the best gag of the entire 14 films is just how the, the train just <laughs> doo doo yeah. falls off the track. But they obviously really had fun with that. I mean, also for me, actually, I was I thought you were going to say the um, the fight in the briefcase when you've got the oh, Cure's yeah. disintegration playing yeah. and you've got key rings flying around. They actually really had fun with that and really quite imaginative with a lot of those scenes. Mm-hmm. Like with Michael Douglas's key ring, the tank key ring. Yeah, it was an actual tank. It's actually an actual tank that he's just shrunk down. It was... Um, yeah, I'm kind of very keen to see what they do with the next one because mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of fun you can have with that. Yeah, yeah. So that rounds out our top 10 rundown part to one. De- part one. <laughs> so we'll, tune in next time. Tune in next time. Will any Captain America movies make it into the top five? We mentioned Guys of the Galaxy. By, de- by default, they're going to have they're to. Gonna have to. <laughs> they're going to have to. They're going to have to, but... Where will Guys of the Galaxy come? We've obviously mentioned that and we've mentioned that we like it. I, I would hope very highly. Who knows? If it's not in top three, I'm going to be very upset. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll come back to that next time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. If mm. you agree or disagree, tweet us or don't. I'll just say, tell <laughs> someone else about it. Yeah, you're going to do nothing to sway our opinion. Yep. So take your best shot, buckos. Let's talk about comics. Yeah, let's talk about comics. Yeah, go on then. So, Carly and I have been reading a new series. All right, rub it in. Which uh, I think we both like. Yeah, it's brilliant. Brilliant. So, (laughs) there you go. Kill or Be Killed by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Um, If you are familiar with their oeuvre, familiar with the war, stuff they've done before. (laughs) Oeuvre. No, You've heard that phrase. I have no idea where you're going with B- this. Bail me out here, Carly. Bail me out. You've heard of this phrase, right? <laughs> Say it again. Oeuvre. Oeuvre. Yeah. Or that oeuvre. Oh fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it's your French, isn't it? It's basically it's yeah. a, they talk about the body of work of someone, like are they artist or? Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm being massively pretentious. You haven't got to, like crucify me for it. No, but I'm just saying though, like. When English people pronounce French words like this... How do you pronounce it, it just, then? It never sounds right. Right. Well, I'm English. I'd say it the same as you, wouldn't I? But it just never sounds right, so I avoid any French-sounding words. Fair dues. Anyway, so <laughs> if you're familiar with the stuff what Brubaker and Phillips has done right. in the yeah, past... Right. <laughs> right. Totally get it. So, uh, yeah, I've recently just read the Fade Out series they did. Okay. Uh, which is fucking brilliant mm-hmm. um, which is set in like Hollywood during the post-war era oh, yes. very very LA confidential very mm-hmm. um, yeah. very film noir oh I can see why you two like it then. yeah okay. so Kill or Be Killed is a bit more contemporary it's set in the modern day I think am I right in interpreting that Carly? Uh, it seems I would modern absolutely day. assume that to be the case yeah in New York um, they, they, they adopt, adopt um, a similar thing to what they've done with a fade out which is like a internal first person monologue Okay. Um, of a guy named I've got a blank on his name now. What's his name again? Uvre. Is it Tyler. 
No. Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> so, lead guy is called Dylan. Right. Who shares a, shares a flat apartment with a um, friend of his who is dating Dylan's best mate. Bestie. Yeah, female mate. Who's a girl. Who's a, a girl. A recipe Kyra. for disaster. It is a recipe for disaster because he's in love with her. Oh. And, you know, and they have like sneaky snogs when the boyfriend's <sighs> off getting pizza. They do a bit more than that, mate. They do a bit more than that, yeah. So, um... I don't want to give too much away, but it's kind of, it has a kind of vibe of Fight Club and Mr. Robot, where it's got this internal first-person monologue. Yeah. And you've also, when you're reading it, you've also got this kind of thing of like, you know, he's telling you what he's thinking, what he's feeling, what he's experiencing. And you're like, in the moment. In the moment. It? And it's like, is he? Is he not? So what he's done, he's basically um, been charged with a, by a demon. Bear, okay. Bear with me. Okay. That he has it to sounds weird, but mm. it's really not Buckling in. Yeah, that right. he has to kind of go out and kill bad people. Oh. So he's a vigilante in New York, and he's going out and killing bad people. And if he doesn't, like, he ends up getting really, really sick. Yeah. So there's demon... To the point of... Yeah. And the demon breaks his arm, doesn't he? When he sort of says, look, you yeah. will do this, and he ends up breaking his arm, and, you know, Crumbs. and his, you know, his... Kyren or Kira ends up taking him to hospital. You know, it's legitimate. He's broken his arm. But you have this whole constant thing of like, but has that happened? Is it in your head? Are you doing this to yourself? So the first four issues are are the first complete storyline, which is being collected into a graphic novel coming out the end of January. Um, Good, good. I I am getting to like the collected editions more and more as my time slips away. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's kind of like, it's, it's not being... Downplaying it with fan praise. Fan praise? God. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, you can tell we're near the end. We're near the end. We're near the end. <laughs> and we're not damning it with fan praise by saying it's, it's kind of classic Brubaker affair where it's kind of, if you, if you know his stuff, you know, you, you're going to not be disappointed with this. Okay. Um, I don't want to say too much, too much. I mean, Sean Phillips' artwork's great. It really fits it. Um, it feels like you're in New York. I've actually been watching Mr. Robot recently. And so there's. What do you think of that, then? I'm on the second season. It's kind of growing on me. Um, oh, I just I found it really hard going. It is very difficult. It is very hard going. Mm. Um, but there are you know, there are scenes in Kill or Be Killed where they're at the um, Brooklyn Fairground, and you know, having recently watched some episodes set there, it's kind of like oh, you can definitely see the parallels. Mm. Yeah. And in the um, the single issues of Kill or Be Killed, uh, Brubaker talks about what he's been reading and watching of late, and he does mention Mr. Robot, and he's a big fan of that. So I kind of wonder if that's rubbing off. Hmm. Do you know what else I really, really like about it, and obviously you're not giving anything away, is that in each um, issue, um, they touch upon something that's really relevant that's happening in current times. Like, I believe in the fourth issue, because um, that's obviously, I read that only a couple of days yeah. ago, but um, there was a mention in it about um, about when he's trying to figure out who it is that really makes up a bad person how do you define what a bad person is that deserves to die yeah. because we're all kind of a bit shitty in our own ways not me and um well of course not you're the creator of life <laughs> um and um so uh, that's what i found quite interesting and also um bringing in sort of current affairs into it so obviously there's things like um as an example he mentioned you know the guy that's harassing the girl or try to chat her up on the subway when she's got her earphones. Yeah, yeah, it's really kind of modern, isn't it? Yeah, it's really current. And then, because that horrible article came out, do you remember about, um, you know, if you see a girl and she's walking down the street with her earphones in, 
just tell her to take her earphones out so you can talk to her. It's like, where are you getting this shit from? Oh, is that the shitty um, article where it's kind of saying that, you know, really, she really does want to talk to you. You just need to keep yeah, being persistent. That's, yeah. yeah, that's where I thought that he had taken that from because it would have, that was ages ago that yeah. that article came out. And, and then, you know, like he he says about, you know, racist police. And, yeah. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, current things that he brings into the storylines which i find yeah of course i think that's the latest issue isn't it when he's talking about should he you know start training some cops just to see if they are yeah the racist ones and i think he ends up targeting um like russian mafia he ends up loitering around like a strip club um, and watching and monitoring and basically these girls end up getting packed off into vans at the end of it so he then decides that they're obviously yeah so he then decides it's human trafficking they must be you know targets um, so yeah, highly, highly recommend. Yeah, highly recommend it. I'm totally sold in now for the next yeah. volumes. Um, little Brew Baker fact for you. Okay. I don't, we're both fans of Westworld. Kai hasn't seen this yet. No, oh, I, I have seen Westworld. Oh, you have seen it. I'm up to the fifth episode. Oh, you're, okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Brew Baker wrote an episode of Westworld. Did he? No, did. Did he really? Which yeah, one? I can't tell you. It might be episode five. I think. It's a fairly recent one, but yeah, he um, co-wrote an episode, or at least wrote it himself, by the way. Crumbs. Crumbs. Westworld is so good. (laughs) It is. Given that you're only on episode five, I I can't even touch on it because it's going to blow your mind. What? Yeah. Yeah. It only gets more intense from here on in. There's there's no weak episodes awaiting you. No. And it well, finishes tonight. Not like the bloody Walking Dead. I can't deal with it anymore. <laughs> yeah, so like, <laughs> uh, you you heard the first episode we did without you. Without you. Without you. Yeah. And uh, we talked about the Walking Dead. And I, I can just say very briefly, I'm out. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah, done. So yeah. First episode was, was pretty hardcore. Uh, the next episode was slow. Terrible. And then the third one was slow. And then I heard, I think it was the fourth or fifth, was probably one of the worst episodes ever. Oh made oh from the series yeah. so I'm like I'm done I, and I just the more I hear about the current episodes I'm just like nah I'm not even going to waste my time watching that so yeah I'm starting to find Negan quite annoying now as well because at first on that first episode I was like yes yes like he's great um but it's just it's becoming a bit hammy and a bit silly and a bit oh you know I just can't take any bit seriously <laughs> anymore <laughs> so this this is gonna so there you go kill or be killed kill or be killed kill yeah be killed. <laughs> Kill or be killed. Highly recommend. Yeah. So we're going to be coming back before Christmas yes. with our Christmas special. Yes. Neil, Neil has props already. I do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, none of that in Miami, mate. Uh, well, there is. It's just weird and totally out of place. <laughs> if I see another white Christmas tree, I'm going to lose my shit. White Christmas trees? Interesting. Yeah, they love... Well, it's all different here, isn't it? Right. Like, white Christmas trees and... Things like that, and and seeing sort of Christmas decorations up on like the um all the like oh Christmas eh? Oh humbug! What they like? We can only imagine. Yeah, we haven't got an invite out to Miami, have we? Not yet. No, just staying in cold old England. Cold bloody England. That's fine though. It's fine. It's fine. So yeah, we're going to be back for the Christmas episode. (coughs) Back streets back. Oh my god! How is this happening? I don't understand why Stu's dad jokes. He's on his A game right now with the dad jokes, and why is it that you aren't, Neil? I'm going to guess it's probably because I actually get to sleep at night. No, there is a little bit of that. There is a little bit of that. So tune in, tune in then, staying for some wintry 
Christmassy, comic-y fun. We'll have the eggnog and stuff ready for you. A nice Yule Logs worth yeah. of... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, in the meantime, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Um, in fact, actually, even more important than that, if you can like, rate and review us on iTunes... Yeah, that oh, helps. That really has helped. That'd yeah, be great. that gets more people exposed to us. Yeah, so you can follow us individually on the Twitter. Where can they follow you, Neil? Uh, they can follow me uh, at Neil Gortz, with a Z. And Carly, where can they follow you? At C Moxinator, with an R. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> what about you, Stu? Where can you, they find you? You can follow me on Stunami, with, 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 with an I. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, I'm back. And You're back. It's time to go. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care and bye. 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 bye.